Episode 267 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Semenoff, sitting in for Bill. The aviation and manufacturing industries that are so critical to South Central Kansas certainly surprised us during the COVID-19 pandemic. What we expected to happen in terms of demand, hiring, and layoffs sometimes didn't go the way analysts thought they would. In episode 267, our aviation beat writer extraordinaire, Daniel McCoy, joins me to talk about the first six months of 2022 in terms of aerospace. We'll talk about local manufacturers and how they've been affected by customer needs, actions taken by airlines, and air travelers. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is about an effort to enable black business professionals in Wichita to build connections and diversify the city's business landscape. Reporter Shelby Kellerman spoke with many black business professionals about the effort called The Gathering, and also asked some professionals in Wichita to talk about the barriers they've encountered in business and how they've worked to overcome them. That story begins on page 12. Our list this week is employers. We list the top 50 companies ranked by number of full-time employees. See who makes the list beginning on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. The lead section this week begins on page 17. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, we like having Daniel McCoy on our staff because he's not only good for a few dad jokes every day, but he knows more about the aviation industry than just about any journalist around. And since we're the air capital of the world and many lives and much of our economy depend on aviation manufacturing, it's good to be able to check in with Daniel every so often to talk about our most important beat at the Business Journal. Daniel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Let's start here by talking about where the industry is today since we last talked about it, which was the end of 2021. You know, 21 was a surprisingly strong rebound of a year. What have you yeah. seen in the first six months of, of this year? Well, um, unfortunately, we've seen, uh, and, and especially uh, more recently, um, some of that momentum began to wane um, a little bit. We have um, some, obviously, supply chain issues impacting everybody in terms of production, but um, that and, and other issues are, are slowing um, commercial uh, to some degree. And, and we've also seen um, a, a bit of a tapering off in BizJet usage, which was uh, really just taking off uh, after the pandemic. And it should be, you know, it should be noted that it's still, you know, higher than it was at pre-pandemic levels, which is obviously a good sign. Um, but it, uh, some of that growth, um, especially in the North American market, which is the most important for that industry, some of that has begun to slow um, a little bit. So, um, I don't know if we if we've hit the peak or you know the, these the the industry as a whole is so cyclical and can change so rapidly. It's it's tough to say if it's a peak or a plateau or or just what exactly it is. But it's not 
it's not the uh, rocket ship ride that um, it was earlier in the year. That's that seems for sure. Uh, let's talk commercial first. You know, we've read stories nationally. We've heard anecdotally on how travel is becoming much more of a hassle, whether it's for leisure travel or business travel. Uh, but travel is changing. It seems like the airlines have fewer people working, uh, which causes canceled flights. It causes fewer people in airports to help you when you're traveling. Yes. How does that affect Wichita? Kind of break that down. So what that ultimately um, does is uh, it, it will impact demand over time. Um, and, and you're still looking at, at um, if anybody's priced flights lately and especially compared that price to what it was earlier in the year, um, you notice a, a significant increase there. So it's more money for more hassle. And it's a matter of how long people are willing to do that. Um, in terms of of how long the demand uh, holds at the levels, of course, the manufacturing CEOs are, have have been saying that demand is is super high, and you know they're right to some degree about that. Um, uh, but it's a matter of how long will that um, hold and, and translate into to new orders, especially at a time when uh, there are problems getting existing uh, order aircraft off the line and and to the airlines already. For example. Um, several airlines are bringing back the A380, um, the super jumbo jet from Airbus, um, and Lufthansa uh, specifically cited um, inability to get new planes. Um, so they're trying to keep up with demand. And so they're bringing back the biggest piece of tin that they've ever put in the sky to try and do it. So um, they're trying to keep up. But, you know, you mentioned the the just the travel scene. Um, I have a friend that travels pretty significantly internationally for work. And she said, and she's on one of those trips now. And she says it's the worst. She says she's been doing this 10 years, says it's the worst she's ever seen airports, just inability to find people to help. And the people that are there to help are just stressed out beyond belief. Um, so um, it's going to be, I mean, we're already in it. It's it's uh, kind of a crazy travel summer. And so from a production standpoint, you know, where that kind of shakes out is, like I said, if if passengers decide this is not worth it, and and you know uh, that leisure demand that was driving, um, especially domestic travel, so significantly. If people decide it's not worth it, then that demand goes away, and and we don't have as many, we don't have airlines wanting as many aircraft. So that's obviously a problem for us. You follow airlines, you know, that aren't based in Wichita, but you follow it as part of your beat because it it affects manufacturing so much locally. What yeah? What is your sense for? whether airlines will realize that they need to be better at customer service and get better quickly and kind of put those people back on the job? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there, there are some folks, uh, a lot of folks listening may know Dean Headley uh, from Wichita State who co-authors the airline quality ranking. Um, he would be the first to tell you that customer service has never been necessarily a priority. Uh, um, uh, for the airlines. I mean, they, they try the best they can, but um, you see them now just keeping the ticket prices up and then they are removing flights from the schedule. They're trying to boost the, the load factors, which is basically percentage of seats filled on each flight. Um, so uh, they're, they're doing things to try and maximize their revenue, which after the last couple of years um, is understandable. And especially in a in a uh, energy market like we're in now, trying to maximize 
their value with as little expenditure as possible. But you're right, eventually they're going to have to they're going to have to either bring folks back or find new folks. But that's not an overnight process, of course, um, to to get the kind of staffing that they need. And and when you start talking about things like pilots and and the shortage, um, you know, in that population, that's certainly not a quick fix um, in terms of, of finding pilots for. Uh, especially major routes um, qualified to to fly those. So, um, you know, it was a problem, especially on the pilot and maintenance tech side, even before the pandemic. And a lot of folks have been warning about it for quite a while. And it seems like, um, if anything, the the pandemic just accelerated that. And we're kind of, we're kind of, it's kind of the rubber meeting the road on all of this sudden demand, everybody wanting to travel again after covid and the airlines not having the the staffing to to keep up um, the, the way they would like to. What what are you, what are airlines doing in terms of <clears throat> um, either moving to larger planes? You mentioned the A three eighty, or moving even to smaller narrow body planes. Like I flew recently, and I was on seven seventeens the whole you know for four four legs. Uh, whereas I don't know that a few years ago pre pandemic I would have been on such a small plane. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing a lot of that um, all across the industry, and it and it kind of varies on route and fleet availability. But um, they seem to be really, um, uh, you know, pretty quick to to move on putting what they think is the right um, plane for a specific uh, uh, route and for a passenger count at, at kind of any given time. So again, they're just looking to um, you know keep the planes as full as they can. Um, which has come to involve, unfortunately, a lot of uh, schedule changes and and fewer flights. And um, so, if you know, if you're if you're flying this summer, um, just be prepared for uh, anything first of all, and be prepared for some hassle. And you know, get there early. And um, and honestly, the one thing I'm told that will make the biggest difference is uh, if you have an issue, just be nice to the person working. Um, and unfortunately it's going to be so shocking to them to have someone be nice to them that they'll uh, generally be, they'll, they'll generally be as helpful as they can, but it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be necessarily a fun experience for any flight you take this summer or for anytime soon, really. One of the tenets of life for me is always try not to be a jerk and that can pay <laughs> off at an airline <laughs> counter. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I have varying degrees of success with that myself. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how that how how travel itself affects us locally uh, in terms of manufacturing. Tom Gentili has been talking a lot lately. You've reported about what he's been saying at conferences about what they see ahead uh, as far as what Boeing, Airbus and, and, and companies need from them. Yeah, um, they still see a lot of demand, uh, uh, particularly on that narrow body side. So you're talking about um, the 737 MAX uh, here in Wichita, of course, and then the Airbus A320. Um, and, you know, to to underscore those comments, Airbus is still moving ahead with plans to, to go to 75 aircraft a month on the A320 um, around the middle of the decade, um, which will is just a, almost... Uh, unfathomable number, um, and certainly will be a record production number. Um, so they're still seeing this demand um, that that they believe is is out there and will continue to be out there. The question really now has become um, the supply, um, whether 
companies like like you know Boeing and Airbus, and then of course suppliers further down the chain like Spirit, whether they can keep up with this demand because there's some real supply chain um, bottlenecks and constraints out there, and particularly on the 737 Max, it's uh, slowed some of the the hope for momentum this year. Spirit's already said that it'll stay at 31 aircraft a month on the max throughout 2022. Um, and they had previously been hoping to uh, have another rate increase in the fourth quarter, but they don't see that happening now at, at Boeing's direction. Boeing's saying it's not going to happen. So um, they're, they're trying to kind of manage um, just uh, a lot of unprecedented supply chain issues, um, which have, you know, uh, we need a separate podcast to talk about all the issues uh, playing into that. But um, uh, end of the day, it slows down how fast, uh, you know, these planes can be built and delivered. Um, and so uh, Boeing's pumped the brakes a little bit. Um, and Airbus has had some trouble, too, in terms of delivering on time um, and all attributed to supply issues. So it's really become kind of an interesting dynamic where um, there is still demand. Um, and and of course, you know, they would love to meet that demand for revenue purposes, but um, they just can't uh, right now. So it's kind of trying to figure out the the sweet spot in between until um, some of these supply chain issues begin to uh, uh, be resolved, which um, Boeing uh, CEO David Calhoun said recently he sees the supply chain issues uh, dragging into probably late next year. So um, this won't be an overnight thing here either, unfortunately. It's interesting how hiring challenges was our dirty words for a while, and now it's supply chain. It's it's always something. It's <laughs> never it's never just easy and good, but it wouldn't be business if it was, I suppose. Before we talk about hiring at Spirit, which I wanted to be sure to ask you about, let's let's give me some quick updates on two Boeing uh, uh, pro programs: the the Max, the seven thirty seven Max, and then what's new with the Dreamliner. Yeah, so um, the MAX, uh, as I said, will stay at 31 aircraft a month for the rest of the year. Um, and uh, Spirit has um, been building back up a little bit some of the inventory it had built on the fuselages. So they were building these fuselages, um, technically delivering them to Boeing and then storing them here um, after the, the grounding because of the two crashes um, and Boeing eventually deciding to uh, well, they had to halt deliveries, but they kept the supply chain building and it built up this big inventory. Um, so they're still working through that. Um, fortunately, for the most part, the MAX is flying well um, and seems to have, have made with, you know, the notable exception of China so far, uh, pretty much global return. Um, so it, it does bode well. Um, and we'll, it'll be real interesting. Um, uh, late July, we'll have the Farnborough Air Show. Um, which um, is always, you know, you can you can kind of gauge the temperature of the industry just by the order activity. Um, and this will be the first one of these. They alternate between London and Paris every year. And so we haven't had one of these for a couple of years. And so it's going to be kind of interesting to see, well, you know, what that customer appetite is um, at, at this point of the year and at this kind of moment in time. And that'll tell us, I think, hopefully uh, some good things or unfortunately, maybe not. Um so the MAX is still um, moving ahead and, and um, looks to still have a pretty bright future. Um, things look a little murkier on the Dreamliner. Um, Boeing has still not been able to restart deliveries of that aircraft. They've been wrestling with uh, quality control issues and deliveries have been halted almost entirely since late 2020. There were a few um, here and there, uh, but for the most part, they were 
they were uh, idled and and they haven't been able to deliver them. Um, and there's still no real they they keep saying, you know, they're close uh, with getting over some of these issues, which uh, should be noted. They say have no safety of flight risk at all. So the flying 787s are still OK. Um, but some very, uh, very small nonconformities. Um, so we're talking, I think Tom Gentile um, at a recent conference uh, equated it to about the width of a human hair. Like the gap, the gap in one of the bulkheads was that much off of the original engineering specs, but they got to go back and they got to fix it. And so it's taken a lot of time. And then um, you add to that kind of the the turmoil between the FAA and Boeing over the 737 MAX and the FAA is um, for reasons that can be debated uh, being um, uh, pretty heavy handed, I think, uh, you know, with this process, but you want your regulator to, you know, do that, honestly. So it's taking longer than than Boeing would have expected. So um, it's it, it's uh, there. There are always trickling reports coming out of, you know, Dreamliner deliveries could restart uh, next month or end of the year or. But really, at this point, until the FAA signs off on this new inspection process they have and uh, they can start delivering again, um, that's that'll be the. That'll be the turning point for it. But again, the wide body aircraft like that, uh, just they still aren't, um, they're not recovering to the rate that the narrow bodies are because the narrow bodies are used so much more for domestic travel, which is, has been the real um, has been the real cash cow in terms of uh, recovery from COVID for the industry. So um, still, still a ways to go with the 787. Um, we build the forward fuselage for that there. And Spirit's actually, They've already talked about, you know, not needing the capacity they they had for that aircraft in the past, even for the foreseeable future, and have dedicated some of that space to defense work. So um, they're kind of moving things around out there on South Oliver, just uh, as they read the tea leaves as well. And they're trying to get more cars in the parking lot too. Um, <laughs> that they are, yeah. <laughs> they're at they're at ten thousand employees right now, roughly, which is locally, which is tops. You know, our employers list runs soon in the in the Wichita Business Journal. They're number one, but they want they want to go up by you know roughly twenty five percent over the next two or three years. Talk about how they're going to get there. Yeah, so they they've previously. Um, uh, revealed plans. They want to get to around 2,600, or I'm sorry, 12,600 um, in 2024. Um, so again, that, you know, and that's certainly indicative of of what they believe will be the narrow body demand uh, in the future, especially as supply chain stuff gets worked out and they want to be out in front of it, uh, provided that, that that plan holds over the next couple of years. Um, so where they're at now, um, they have recalled um, all the workers that were eligible for recall uh, from the mass layoffs of 2020, about 5,200 combined between the max grounding and uh, COVID-19. Um, and so uh, a couple thousand of those folks have already been called back, the eligible ones. Of course, you had some that um, just decided not to come back and other reasons like that. So um, at, at one of those recent industrial conferences, Tom Gentile, uh, the Spirit CEO, did say that they were uh, moving. It, it would take more kind of traditional hiring methods um, to to build that workforce up for the future. And so we've seen some of that here recently. They've just held a couple of job fairs uh, in Wichita, one for uh, salaried workers. Um, but bigger turnout, of course, was for uh, one for hourly workers. They had about uh, 1,200 people show up. Um, to the 
1,200 people show up to the to the event and they made over 400 offers on the spot and they're following up with about 100 more. So, and then they're also directing a lot of folks to WSU Tech for training, which um, that's that's another thing that, that Gentili spoke of at that time um, is the kind of training environment and talent environment in Wichita. Um, just that decades of of experience build up and and uh, training resources and and things like that. They feel confident that they're in one of the best spots you could be um, to try and try and uh, run down that much uh, growth in a relatively short period of time. So these are skilled labor jobs. Um, so it, it does require training, but but Spirit will take people with. Um, some mechanical experience and, and train them up either through WSU Tech or they've really kind of increased their in-house training over uh, the last several years that they do. Um, and they generally try to get folks into the factory about three months before they're actually going to begin um, what their job is going to be so that when they're put in their place on the factory floor, um, they are ready to go from from quote unquote day one. Mm -hmm. Let me ask a crystal ball question. Uh, you've you've been doing this long enough now as an aviation beat writer that that you you covered Spirit through the recession of 0809. We are seemingly headed for another recession. Uh, don't know how deep or impactful it's going to be yet. But are are there are there chances they're taking by by hiring on so many, or is is this a safe move? Uh, I, you know, I think it, there is some risk here. I mean, the recession, um, or possible recession, you know, it's kind of, it's the monster around the corner and nobody knows, um, what exactly it's going to look like necessarily yet. Um, and there's kind of a wide range of projections on that. So, um, what we're looking at now in comparison to 0809, and we did to, um, we didn't necessarily feel the impact of all that until even a couple of years later, because it takes time for that to work its way all the way down to production of, of new aircraft. Um, but um, if folks will remember, at that point, we actually, uh, companies like Spirit um, held on pretty good and actually grew during that time as commercial aviation was growing. It was the business jets that really, um, really impacted Wichita during that recession. So if, if we're coming into a possible recession now and business jets which are nowhere near back to where they were before 08 and probably never will be. Um, and I don't know that that was sustainable anyway. Um, so, but you have biz jets leveling off and you have some potential um, uh, problems already with commercial, um, you know, it could be, it could be a more painful dynamic depending on uh, just how big uh, um, uh, things kind of develop at a macroeconomic level. So there's definitely some risks to it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have any inside information on this. I would just uh, assume that for them, um, it's easier to unfortunately let people go than it is to scramble and try and find people if suddenly that demand does materialize as they think it will. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't envy them making those decisions, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it all, it all works itself out and and uh, we stay at some fairly stable um, production rates uh, for the years ahead. I don't think we'll ever see the max specifically get back to 52, 57 a month, or it, it's going to be a while if it ever does. But Spirit keeps targeting um, 42 a month, 42 to 47 a month as kind of an important financial um, 
uh, mark for them. That'll help them get to a 16.5 margin, which is kind of what they've been telling uh, investors they're, they they want to get to. That's where they want to be. So 42, 47 a month would be kind of a good spot for them. So they certainly want to be ready for that. And one thing too, they are really growing their defense business. And um, one thing about defense is it's recession proof. It just is every, it's good to be in, it's good to be in defense work when you have a recession. So <laughs> um, they'll, they'll be wanting workers for that as well. So there's, there's probably always some inherent risk with this, but until, until the uh, bigger economic picture really you know, clears up in the next couple of quarters, it's it's hard to say for sure how much of a risk. Mm-hmm. Let's conclude with general aviation. Uh, what, uh, which is definitely, as you mentioned already, is not recession proof. Mm-hmm. What do you see ahead uh, in the in the second six months of this of this year and then into 23? Yeah, I think one thing to think of when you look at, uh, particularly on the business jet side of things, um, the manufacturers have become um more calculated i think just in terms of how high they'll take a production rate um with they're not building them anywhere near uh the the level they were before the the financial collapse in 08 um so it it would be less pain um if, if it did impact them but um we just we know from experience that that's a market um that that uh economic slowdowns will impact and especially the reasons that the it's recovered so uh, relatively quickly from COVID being um, a lot of first time charter users and folks looking to avoid commercial aircraft and for the primary reason of being uh, uh, leisure uh, destinations, obviously always some business uh, business destinations as well. But if you start to see that well dry up, um, then then it could be a, it could be problematic for the the textron aviations of the world um just because those customers might not necessarily um stay in the market or uh, bow out for a while so um i think they're in a better position to manage it than just from a, a capacity standpoint than they were um in the last one and uh, uh their workforce is, is aligned with kind of what their demand is right now. So um, hopefully they too will uh, get a clearer picture of the next couple of quarters. And and um, again, if, if we could just say relatively stable, maybe um, a lower than hoped for kind of overall production rate on everything in Wichita, that would be great. What really got us last time was just the overnight um, decline, just a precipitous decline of business jet production. So um, hopefully we can kind of uh, ride an even tide through this, but we'll uh, we'll have to we'll just wait and see. If I could tell you the answers to this, um, I I would uh, not be a reporter. So <laughs> <laughs> and you would also be in Vegas, I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, self self anointed aviation geek Daniel McCoy, thanks for joining <laughs> me on the podcast and updating us on what's going on on South Oliver and at Textron Aviation and and everything uh, up in the air. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 267. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built 
by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.